Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. And as we be seated in heavenly places, we give God the glory, give God the praise. Practice that cause people not to, not to prosper. And we are handling the first point, lack of faith. Lack of faith. Lack of faith. So God gives the seed. And I was telling my wife last time, I said, I've been praying for about two and a half weeks now. There's a seed I want to sow. There's an amount of money I want to give. And I've been praying to God. I said, God, I need this. Give me this amount of money. Just to go and sow as a seed. Very big money. It has been my prayer for about two and a half weeks now. I, I don't, I'm not asking for God to give you money to go and do anything. No. I said, God, I need that seed to go and sow. And I know I'll get it. I know I'll get it. Because it's quite big. I said, Father, when I get that money, I'm not touching a cent. I am just taking everything and I'm going to sow that. Because I know by revelation and understanding that even the seed that you sow is the God that gives you. You see, a lot of people think that the money that they have, it is their money. It is their own money. It's not God who gave it to them. That is why when you tell them to do something for God, they don't do it. The faith is that as soon as you hear God's word, that give, you have received faith. As soon as you act on that word, give, you receive a harvest. If you are told to give and you don't give, don't expect to prosper because you have not acted in faith. Are you here with me, somebody? Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter number 11. Mark chapter number 11. It says, I read from verse 22. Mark chapter number 11, verse number 22. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith from God. Your English Bible will say, Have faith in God, but the Greeks say, Have faith from God. Because faith comes from God. A lot of people define faith as putting your trust in someone. No. Faith is not self-generated. Everything in Christ begins with God. Take this and write it down. Everything we do in Christ and we do in the Lord starts with God and finishes with God. Remember the book of Hebrews says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Is the one who would start the faith and finish the faith. You cannot have faith of your own. If your faith is from you, then it's not faith. Every faith must come from God. You didn't hear what I just said. Every true faith that pleases God. Right? In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, when we're going to read it sometime, he said, Without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
the faith that pleases God is the faith that comes from Him. Nobody can have their own faith. It's not self-generated. And in fact, it's not just faith. Anything you do in Christ must come from God or it's not approved and accepted by God. So even what you give, the money you give, you must have a clear message, a clear witness in your spirit, in your heart that I am giving this. God must tell you what to give before you give. So if, if God uses the man of God and say, give this, and you have it, and you, are, you must give. You must give. I come to church all the time, and I don't decide the offering I give. I always ask the Holy Spirit. Every single day. I ask the Lord, how much should I give for offering? Even me, that the attire I went to church, I asked him, how much was my offering? This is how we live in Christ. You don't live in Christ, so oh, this is what I have, so I'm giving it to you. No. Father, what should I give to you? That is faith. I get what I'm saying. Because everything you do as a response to God's word produces fruit. Write it down. Everything you do as a response to God's word produces fruit. Everything you do as a response to God's word produces fruit. Amen. It says, have faith from God. Verse 23. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believe that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them amen now i'm going to i know i would i would differentiate a bit between faith and belief because faith okay has an action I guess I'm saying you cannot say I have faith. Oh, I have faith, I have faith, but you're not doing anything. That's not faith. That's not faith. Yes, you, there's a difference between believing and faith. You can believe. When you believe, a lot is not depend you, you, you can choose not to do anything, even if you believe. I see, believing is the trigger of faith. The way you move from belief to faith is that. Belief means that you are persuaded, you are convinced by what I have heard. So when I receive the message to give and I'm convinced, that is believing. Then when I act and I do what I believe, that becomes faith. I can see the difference here now. So you cannot say, I have faith when you have not done anything. Or just say, I believe. Because if you believe and you are convinced that, okay, this thing is true, and then you have not acted on what you believe, you don't have faith yet, or you, you have not acted on faith yet. But the moment you believe, right, you are convinced, you are persuaded, and then you take a step, that is faith. Do you get a difference? That is the clarity you need. Amen, somebody. Matthew chapter 21. 
Matthew chapter number 21. Matthew chapter 21. I read verse number 21. Matthew 21 verse number 21. It says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly I say to you, If you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, Be moved, and be cast into the sea it will be done and whatever things you ask in prayer believe it you receive amen so now your your giving must come from faith so if you want to really prosper right if you want to have plenty of anything when you hear from god that give you give i get what i'm saying like abraham Abraham, God told, that is why he is said to be the father of faith. When God told him, go and give your son, Isaac, your only son. He didn't say, ah, God, this is all that I have. If I give it, look at how I have suffered before I've had this child. If I give it, how am I going to get another child? He never asked God that question. There are many people. God tells you to give. He said, this all that is left on me. I cannot give. If I give it, how am I going to go home? If I, if I put this last money in the offering bowl, how am I going to eat? You have doubted. You have doubted. And the moment you doubt, forget prosperity. Forget it. I know what I'm saying. Anyone who acts in faith does not ask questions. Doubtful questions. As soon as you are told to do it, you get up and you do it. That is faith. Amen, somebody. The second point, okay, that, that prevents people from prospering is that when you don't instantly do what you are told to do, when you don't instantly do what you are told to do, when you don't instantly do what you are told to do, when you don't instantly do what you are told to do when you don't instantly do what you are told amen john chapter 2 john chapter number 2 you know you all know the story that happened in Cana, right read from verse 1 it says on the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servant, Whatever he tells you to do, you should do it. Now there were set six, six water pots of stones according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or of, of, of 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up. You see, the immediate response. Because Mary told the disciples that whatever he tells you to do, do it. Don't waste your time. Do it. There are many people when they are told to do something for the Lord, they'll go and think about it first. They'll go and ask their friends, oh, what do you think? They'll go and consult people. 
I love what Paul said in the book of Galatians. He said, when I received the revelation that I have, I did not consult any flesh and blood. The reason some people are not prospering today is because before they want to do something for God, they have to go and ask, oh, I want to do this thing for God. Should I do it? Or I want to show this thing. Should I do it? Or I want to do this. Should I do it? Before they finish asking the opinions of people, the devil will use those people to tell them not to do it. And because they don't do it, they end up not prospering. Whatever God tells you to do, do it instantly. There's no room for you to be thinking, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I go ahead and do it? Should I? No, 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 you don't have that time. Do it. The farmer does not have to ask himself, should I go and plant the seed or should I not? The moment the period of planting shows up, he carries the seed. He said, we are going to plant. In fact, the farmer will say, if I don't go and plant the seed now, I will miss my harvest. So let me go and sow it now. There are many, there are many Christians, they are, not, they are not even expecting the harvest. So they, they, they miss their moment of the planting. They miss their time of the sowing. So they cannot expect the harvest. Ironically, people are expecting the harvest when they have not sown. I mean, how can you be that wicked? That you want to reap from where you have not sown. It is only wickedness for you to expect to reap from where you have not sown. First Kings. Let's go to the Old Testament. First Kings. First Kings chapter number 17. First Kings. First Kings chapter 17. I read from verse number 7. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there, there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, that is Elijah, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please, bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called her and said, Please, bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. And she said, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread. Only a handful of flour in a bean and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Can you imagine? So a lot of the time, after you finish it, what else is going to happen to you? When you finish your last money on you, what is going to happen to you? Many times, a lot of people, when what is left on them, when they finish it, they realize that Charlie, it's like, like this woman. They are just waiting to die. Nothing is there again. But look at what God was trying to teach us here. 
Look at what happened. Verse number 13. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Or turn to your neighbor and say, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For that says the Lord of Israel, the bean of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry, until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and, and, she and he and her son household ate for many days. The bean of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the lord which he spoke by elijah your money shall not finish in jesus name you shall not run out of money in the name of jesus as you give you shall not run out of money in the name of jesus i say as you give you shall not run out of money in the name of jesus christ look at what happened to the woman she did not run dry the flower did not finish the oil did not finish she never lacked when God tells you to give, don't say, Oh, weapon I come here, I don't have anything to give. Don't make that mistake. Look at what the man of God said. The man of God said, Go and prepare for me the food first. And then you go. And the flour will not finish. And the oil. And somebody who was waiting to die, she ended up feeding herself, her son, Elijah the prophet, and the entire household. Your giving will bring you the resources to feed your entire household. Everybody in your household will feed from you. Everybody in your household will enjoy from you. From you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Act now. Tell your neighbor, act now. Or tell your neighbor, say, give now. Give now. If you want to prosper, you must give now. Don't wait. Till... You see, I told you the very first Sunday. Don't think that we give because we have to give. Giving is part of our life. It's in our DNA and our nature to give. Even if it is left with your all. Even if that's all that is left with you. The mentality and the mindset is that I'm a giver. My life is to give. Eternal life is a giving life. Ah, you didn't hear what I just said. I said eternal life is a giving life. If you have eternal life and you are not giving, then you are shortchanging that life. The life in this world, people don't like giving. People, those who are not born again, they don't like giving. Even when they give it, they are expecting something in return from you. So that is not giving. That's not giving. But eternal life is, an, is a giving life. It essentially exists to give. That's all. So if I have eternal life, you have eternal life. When I give to you, I'm not thinking that I should get anything in return. But because you also understand the life that you have, I give, I go my way, you too, you give. So you, you may give to me. It is not like with a mentality that because I have given to you, you are also giving back to me. No. When I give, I give because the mind and the nature of the life is for me to give. Right? So I give. 
But Lord, like we explained last week or so, the harvest comes from God. The harvest, the harvest cannot come from the one I am giving to. It is God who brings me the harvest. So God gives me the seed to give. And then when he sees that I have given, without expecting anything from the person back, he gives me the harvest. You see how powerful it is? That is why when the opportunity to give comes, you don't sit down. I say, me, I don't have money. Even what is on you, give it. I know people will say, hey, ah, that, that is, he's teaching people. No, we are teaching you to give. Anybody who tells you that, don't go and give your money to pastor that church so that they will chop it. That person is deceiving you. I'm telling you the truth. Don't think they want your welfare. Or they, they are thinking, well, oh, go and invest your money. Go ahead. Let me tell you something. If you know what giving does, there's no amount of investment instrument in this world that can beat the reward of giving. Never. No amount, no time. Tell me what investment instrument is worth more than giving. Nothing. They give you, they give you uh, uh, 9% interest. They give you what interest? Let me tell you something. There's nothing worth than giving. When God is, is bringing you the harvest of your giving, He will press it down. He will shake it. He will let it overflow. Are you here with me, somebody? Well, don't let anybody deceive you not to give. I've come to church many times here. That's all that I have, but I will give it. I will give it. I will never miss the opportunity to give. Tell your neighbor, don't miss the opportunity to give. Hey, don't say, It's a poverty mentality. I have not finished eating. You said I should go and give. We do what is needful before we do what is what. You think giving is not needful? Giving is what is needed for your household to be fed. So instead of you eating your seed, go and plant it. Sow it. I remember uh, one man of God said, if you check your life and all that is left on you is that, that last money, instead of you eating your seed, go and sow it. Because if you finish using it, you have to go and look for money. And what did Matthew say? Jesus said in Matthew, he said, six, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. How will God add to you when you are chopping your seed? So when you give, God will say, hey, look for a prophet. You see what God said? God said, I have commanded the widow in Zarephath to take care of you. How did God command the widow? The widow did not hear any command from God. The prophet of God got to Zarephath and found the widow. I prophesy over your life that from today, as you give, God will command someone somewhere to bless you with money, to bless you with a house, to bless you with a car, to bless you with a new job, to bless you with business breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. God is commanding someone, some, someone somewhere. Commanding someone somewhere. Ah, you, you think you are just giving. 
You are walking there. Before I realize, someone will just call you and say, Ah, God is telling me to, to give you this thing. Then you will see. One day, I came to church and I gave. I didn't have anything on me as soon as I gave. I went, I didn't even realize I was there. And the Holy Spirit said, I should check my um, mobile money phone. When I checked, someone has sent me money. And I don't know who the person was. After today, nobody has called me to say that, Tale, maybe I mistakenly sent you that money. I said, Amen. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So, always instantly, don't delay. Turn on the back, don't delay. Colossians chapter number 3. Colossians chapter number 3. Colossians chapter number 3. It says, verse 23, Colossians 3, 23. It says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Whatever you do, do it heartily as unto what? God, not unto men. So when I'm doing something for someone, you don't say, ah, I am doing it for that person. Uh-uh. When I'm giving, I don't say, I'm giving. And, uh, and that's why people brag and it's full of pride. It's full of pride. And I gave him this and I gave her that. You are full of pride. Because whatever I do, I don't do because of you. I do it as unto the Lord. And that is why the harvest comes from God. If you are demanding your, the benefit of your giving from somebody, then I'm telling you, God cannot bless you. God cannot prosper you. But if your prosperity, you want your prosperity to come from God, then when you give, give to somebody as you are doing it unto the Lord. I get what I'm saying. And then go to God and demand. Because he is the one who will give you the harvest. The harvest comes from God. It doesn't come from anybody. Are you here with me somebody? Amen. The third thing. Now the third reason people don't, don't, don't prosper. Is because they are not giving. Yes, I have spoken a lot about it. But let me just dwell a bit more. The third reason they are not giving. They don't give. James chapter number 2. James chapter number 2. James chapter number 2. Amen. It says, verse 5. From verse 5. Listen, my beloved brethren. Has God not chosen the poor of this world? To be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he promised to those who love him. But you have dishonored the poor man. Do not do not the rich oppress you and drag you into court. Do would they not blaspheme that noble name by which you are called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scriptures, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin. And are convicted by the law as transgressors. But whoever shall keep the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he is guilty of all. For he who said, Do not commit adultery, 
also said do not murder now if you do not commit adultery but you do not murder you have become a transgressor of the law and it goes on to goes on now you can read the complete verse but the point i wanted to highlight here is when he said god has chosen people who are poor to be rich in christ so immediately you must stop thinking that you are poor the reason people don't give is that they say oh me i don't have i'm poor how can you be thinking that you are poor when you are in christ tell your neighbor you are not poor turn to someone and say you are not poor turn to someone and say you are not poor turn to someone and say you are not poor you are not poor you are not poor and you must tell yourself i am not poor you must tell, you must stop thinking and say oh me i'm poor i'm poor i don't have money i'm nobody i don't have anything you are not poor the day you stop thinking that you are not poor is the day you start giving with joy the reason many people don't give is because they are thinking they are poor they don't have yeah some people are selfish some people are are stingy they are wicked yes they are there but the reason you are selfish is that you are poor poverty mentality makes people what selfish poverty mentality makes people want to be greedy poverty mentality makes people to have a kind of attitude that they think that they cannot give to anybody poverty mentality so before you start giving you must clear your mind and know that indeed i am not poor i say i am not poor so i'll give so you must learn to give poor people don't give poor people always ask they always want to get from people even if it is left with only one loaf of bread in your kitchen when someone asks you and say i don't have like peter said he says silver and gold i don't have but what i have i'll give to you this is the mentality of a giver this is the attitude of a giver maybe someone asks you of 1000 cities you don't have the 1000 cities but you have 100 cities he said you know what i don't have 1000 but i have 100 i have 50. please take it the person who needed 1000 right if you have given a person 50 does the person need 1000 again no it has come down to 950. so he'll go and ask another person i need 950 because i have 50. You see the attitude of a giver. So if don't say, oh, you are asking of 1,000. I don't have 1,000, so I can't help you. No. No. If the person asks you of something, know that it's an opportunity to, to give. So you may not have the 1,000. Whatever you have, you can give. You give. Are you here with me? Give. If you don't give, Next time you will not have the opportunity to give one thousand. You will not have it. So give. Because we are not poor. In Christ, we are rich. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter number nine. We have been reading it a lot of late. Maybe we can do the chapter eight first. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine. It says that for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that 
though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty become rich. So that's what I'm telling you, you are rich, you are not poor. Say I am rich. I am not poor. Don't look at your house. Eh? Your single room. Your your talent that is tearing apart and say me, I'm a poor person. No. Every poor person in Christ is rich. You didn't hear what I just said. I say every poor person in Christ is rich. Shout, I am rich. I'm rich. If you are rich, that is how it is. Every rich person must give. Eternal life is a giving life. Don't forget this thing I just said to you. Eternal life is a giving life. If you are born again with eternal life, then you must be a giver as well. Amen, somebody. And then you go to the chapter 9, 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. And then it says 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Six. Six. And this I say. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he has purpose in his heart, not gradually or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound, may have abundance for every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad and his giving, and he has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Now may he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food supply and multiply the seed you have sown. May God multiply your seed. I say, may God increase your seed. Every money you have given, and you continue to, may God increase the money you give. You didn't hear what I said. I said, may God increase the money you give. I said, God should increase the money you give. We are praying to give a seed. That's my prayers. We're going to pray that prayer today. A lot of people, they are not looking for opportunity. They are looking for money to go and save. You are not wise. Our wise people look for money to go and save. Wise people before God, they look for money to give. I'm telling the truth today. <laughs> I say, unwise people. I am intentionally not using the word foolish. I say, unwise people, they look for money to go and save. Our wise people, they look for money to give. Oh, so Apostle, shouldn't we say, I've repeated what I said earlier on. And wise people look for money to save. Wise people, they look for money to give. And take the lie between the one who is saving and the one who is a giver. That's a clear difference. That's a clear difference. Let me tell you, the principle of giving and harvesting is engraved in the world system by God. You don't even have to be in Christ. Right? You understand? That's why there are some people who are not in Christ. They give, they get money. 
the whole system. God said, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will not pass. So the whole earth system, God put it in the earth system that a seed must go for harvest to come. And I told you last week, if you want a child, what do you do? You must give the, the womb seed called sperm and the child will come. If you want to have a career, for example, the seed is that you go to school, you pay school fees, you get your certificate, and then you're going to get a career. If you want to have a, a business, for example, your capital is your seed. You run adverts to get customers. That is your harvest. Think about anything in this world which does not happen without a seed. And I'll tell you, you're a liar. Tell me anything in this world that happens without a seed. And I'll tell you, you're a liar. Every single thing in this world, seed must go for. If you want money, sow seed up. It's not that, it's not that, see, you, people used to be thinking, ah, it's, it's, it's a lie. They want your money. I don't, we don't need your money. Like, like Paul said in the book of Philippians, I told you, we quoted Philippians 4.19, God will supply all your needs. Remember the last time we read it in context? And he said that, I don't desire your giving so that I will have anything. But all your giving will come to you, your account. I've heard many, I, I've not done it before, but I know one day I'll do it and I'm going to do it. It's on my bucket list. There are, there are people who have given cars a seed and God has given them more cars. People have given aeroplanes to other pastors and ministries and God has given them back more aeroplanes. People have given houses. I, let me say it here. My wife is here. It's on, I'll say it here. It's on record video everywhere. Me, I've always said that my first house, my first house is a seed house. My first house is a seed house. Because one of the visions I have in my heart, I want to have properties in the whole of the regions of Ghana. Rental properties everywhere in this country and in other parts of the world. That is my vision in life. But my first built house is a seed house. And I'll give it to the Lord. I'm telling you, that house is given to God. That first house. Because I want more houses. I want more houses. I will not, I will not, I will not, I will not, you, you only, you want to build one house, you live in it, and then, no, 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 no. I'll give that house to God. I'll, it's my seed house. Even if I rent that house out, that out, whatever money that comes, is going to the church. I will not take a dime out of it. Because I want more houses. Are you getting what I'm saying, somebody? Yeah. People don't think like that. I pray that you start thinking like that from today. Learn to sow seed. Learn to give. The one who gives prospers. You go and give your money to a bank. They invest it for you. They make so much on that money. Let's say you give, give a bank 100 cities. Okay? They go and invest 100 cities. They make so much. Maybe they'll get like 200 cities on it. And they'll say, okay, you give us 100 cities. We'll add 20 cities to your money. And you are happy. Meanwhile, 
if they tell you how much they have made off your money, <laughs> you know that, Charlie, you are joking. I would better want God to invest my money than for people to invest my money. And how does God invest your money? When you give to one another. As soon as you give to somebody and you give, God is saying, thank you. You have given me something to work with. And when God is, is bringing you back the harvest, he brings it back in multiple fold. Amen. Four. Not sacrificing. Not sacrificing. People don't sacrifice. People don't sacrifice. John chapter 15. John 15. John chapter number 15. John chapter number 15. I read verse 13. John 15. Verse 13. It says, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. It didn't even say for your brothers or sisters. He said for your friends. Greater love has no... So you don't have any love or you are not showing any love if you are not laid down yourself for people. The reason you are not experiencing prosperity is that you are not sacrificing for anybody. You are always thinking about yourself. You think you are the, the most important person in the whole world. That is deception from hell. Greater love has nobody than to lay your life down. Learn to sacrifice for other people. The word sacrifice, okay, it's translated from the Greek word, which means to kill. In other words, make sure your entire life is on the board. If you're all. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. When somebody needs you, be there fully. Don't be there half-heartedly. People are now having relationships with people. They are not there because of the other people. They are there because of what they will get. So they are not sacrificing. And that be sacrifice. That's not sacrifice. That's a business. That's a contract. Whatever you do for me, don't expect anything from me. It's God who will bless you. That is the attitude we have. If you are going to escort your friend somewhere to do something, go to the full length without thinking, what am I going to get? That's the meaning of sacrifice. All of our blessings come from God. Whatever you are doing for someone, do it wholeheartedly. Amen. If the person does not reward you, Amen. It's God who is going to reward you. Ah, Jesus said, if men reward you, you have your reward. You don't have any reward from God. Which reward do you want? You do want God's reward or you want man's reward? If nobody looks at you favorably, it's okay. Don't stop doing good because people do not pay you back with, with kindness. No, 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 no. Are you here with me, somebody? If nobody paid you back with kindness for your goodness, don't give up. Still glorify God. Because all of our reward comes from God. Are you here with me, somebody? This is how we, this is how we, we live our lives as believers. So, I have stopped doing good. When I do good, I'm always being paid with evil. I'm always being paid with this. I'm always being... 
know what? Don't stop doing good. Amen. Ephesians 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. I read from verse number 1. Ephesians chapter number 5 from verse number 1. It says, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also has loved us, and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Amen. Who should you imitate? God. What did God do? He gave his only begotten son. And what did his only son did? His son gave his life for us as an offering. So if you want to really prosper, start giving your all. Let it be your best. Okay? Like Abel who gave out of his best. Don't be like Cain who don't give out of his best. Give your best. Turn to your neighbor and say, give your best. When you are doing something for the Lord, don't be complaining and I'm tired and this. Do it wholeheartedly. Don't be doing it while sleeping. Your heart is not involved. Do it with energy, with joy. The same way when you go to your workplace, you work with energy and you are doing do it for God like that. When you are supposed to give to someone, give to the person with so much. Give the person a lot. I don't say give the person with all your heart. Do it with joy. Do it with heart of gratitude. Knowing that it is God who is going to give you and reward you. Amen, somebody. Yes. But if you don't do that, Pastor, forget about prosperity. God loves what? A cheerful giver. He doesn't like a complaining giver. And uh, every day they're always telling us to give. We are tired of giving. We give, we give, we don't see anything. And you don't see anything because of your heart and attitude. You will not see anything because of the attitude of your giving. You think that what is yours is yours. Nobody can tell you what to do with it. The attitude of your giving will determine what comes to you. Are you know what I'm saying? Amen. And the last one unbelief, doubt. The reason many people don't prosper. But they are full of doubt. They are doubtful people. Doubtful people. James chapter number one. Go back to James chapter number one. James chapter number one. I read from verse number five. It says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all liberally. And without reproach, and it to be given to him. Verse 6. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from God. He is a double minded man, unstable in all his ways. So when you are doubting, he says, don't think that you can receive anything from God. So, if you are giving and you are in doubt, doubt means what? Double-minded. Eh? How do we say the truth? It's like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I not do it? Should I not do it? You are doubting. If you do it in doubt, forget it. You have wasted your time. Nothing will come to you. 
you must have a clear conscience, clear understanding that what I am giving, I'm giving it wholeheartedly. Are you here with me, somebody? You don't give in doubt. If you are going to doubt, forget this. Let that man know that he cannot expect anything from God. That's why people give and they don't say anything. But some people even will give because, oh, my friend gave. Not because they wanted to. Oh, my friend gave. I don't, I don't want them to see that I didn't get up when we were being called. Let me also go and do something. They are doing it for show. Doing that thing will not bring you anything. Amen, somebody. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs 3. Proverbs chapter number 3. Proverbs chapter number 3. Verse 5. Trust in, in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And verse 7 is where the PowerPoint is. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be held to your flesh and strength to your foes. So those who are always doubtful are those who think they are wise in their eyes. They, they always think that they are, they are more sensible than anybody. They think they are so full of wisdom more than anybody. I know. The one who is not given, you are not wise. Now we'll close it up with Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. If you, are not, if you are doubtful, then you are not full of faith. And if you don't have faith, you cannot please God. Amen. So, when you, when you correct all these things that I have shared with you, it is impossible for you not to prosper. You will definitely prosper. If you work on these things, you will prosper. You will have plenty. Amen. When you give without thinking twice, when you are always there and giving your all, you will prosper. I will with me. So I pray for you that after today's message, I will see you manifesting prosperity in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcasts and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.